Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On Busted Open's The Masters Class, myself, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, and Bully Ray talk about the death of kayfabe. Seem to got a lot of people talking on the Busted Open Podcast. So today, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I talk about the mystique and magic that him and I fell in love with in pro wrestling. And is there any way to be able to capture that again right now on the Busted Open Podcast? More importantly, I think what you and I and Mark and Tommy did on the Busted Open podcast that dropped yesterday about uh, kayfabe um, and the death of kayfabe. Ugh. So, and Ugh. and and you were very very vocal about that about that show on social media. So, there's a lot that I want to get into with you on a Monday morning, bully. Yeah, it seems a lot of people um, really are interested in this podcast that we did and and the the fans who have listened to it already seem to have really liked it Uh, a couple people really loved it i was adamant about not doing it some one person even chimed in and goes well i guess you weren't that adamant about it if you really did it well well, listen you know i'm not a scumbag i'm a team player and you know it's not just like it's not like i was on with you ed and gabby i'm not taking anything from you ed, away from you ed and gabby but that would be one wrestler and three fans if i got tommy and mark and they're going to do it and they were like hey man come on we can make this kind of interesting we can do this they kind of nudged me along <clears throat> excuse me i didn't feel as horrible about doing it but as you'll see, if you do listen to the podcast, I am extremely protective of the professional wrestling industry. I am not on board with people who want to pull the curtain back too far or give up what we do. I believe that I can protect whatever I want to protect. Um, you, you've seen, personally, the lengths that I have gone to to protect um, <clears throat> image, story, surprises, Lots of things that have occurred in my own personal career or things that I haven't been involved with over the years. And we can go through a bunch of examples uh, of things that uh, have happened over the years that 
most of the time would have been stooged off or found out about, but because personally I've protected so much of my own stuff that nobody found out about it, thus you had, you know, a surprise. So, I mean, how did you think the the podcast turned out? I mean, you knowing that I wasn't fully on board wanting to do it. You know, Mark and Tommy were a little bit more, uh, you know, they were cool about it. How did you think it came out? Uh, it was awkward for me too, bully as a fan and probably a lot of people listening to our show right now may not understand this, but even just the word kayfabe, it just feels like a word that I shouldn't be saying, you know, like back when you were young and when you would, uh, you know, say a curse word, like, you know what? Like, I don't really feel comfortable saying this because I shouldn't be saying this is kind of like a forbidden word. I always saw certain terminology in the world of pro wrestling as forbidden terms or forbidden words that I shouldn't be saying. I'm not a privy to this, you know, and now it's become almost common knowledge. I'm going to be completely honest with you, Bully. Um, Mother Marissa, our boss here on Fight Nation, you know, is helping out with the podcast, obviously. So she came up with a lot of topics that she thought would be interesting to our audience. And one was Death of Kayfabe that we did that dropped this past Sunday. And it's an interesting topic. It's a controversial topic. It's a topic that we know will get listens and downloads. But obviously, I'm not comfortable with it as a fan. You're not comfortable with it as a wrestler. So I'm I'm interested to see if our audience and our listeners feel the same way. It wouldn't have been a topic that I would have come up with to do for the podcast. I'll say that. And I'll uh, tell you guys something that you probably don't know. (laughs) You definitely don't know this because if you would have known this, you would have probably called me about it. I know fans don't know this, but uh, me and Marissa got into an argument about this. Wow. Because, and she didn't, she, she wasn't like, well, you know, I'm the head of the station. You have to do it because I say it. She did not say that at all. But we kind of went head to head on this one because I was adamant about not do you know not doing it, and I was trying to explain to her exactly the subject matter at hand and how personal it was to me. Uh, we came to nice happy agreement; it all worked out. But like I said, I I was adamant. I'd love for our listeners who haven't listened to this podcast yet to give it a listen. Because their feedback would be very interest uh, would be interesting to me because there's a, this huge portion of the wrestling audience that thinks it's okay to pull back the curtain all the way, and then there's guys like me who don't think it should be pulled back or, or should never have been pulled back at all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the whole <clears throat> damn it, sorry, uh, you know that whole Undertaker thing. Like, the basis of this pulling back of the curtain with The Undertaker, I do not believe that that was, I don't even like saying the word. Like, it's hard for me to even say the word. Um, I don't believe that was breaking kayfabe. Because we, everybody knew that this, this man was portraying a character. And we've gotten everything that we could from this character for so long. And then this man spoke as his God-given self. I don't believe that's breaking kayfabe. 
when you do, when you break kayfabe, you've given away the business. You expose the business for in all the wrong ways. I don't think Mark Calloway doing an interview as Mark Calloway and not The Undertaker is exposing the business because we know we don't have to be told what we were told 30 years ago to know that this guy's really not a dead man walking and that he you know can't shoot lightning bolts out of his ass. We get it. Um, the Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan driving together, getting pulled over by the cops because they were driving together and thus exposing that storyline that was generating a lot of money for the WWE, that's breaking kayfabe. Yes. Uh, and and you know what, Bully? I think you and I are, are two good people to be talking about this today. You are somebody that, you know, st- still believes in this, in this world. And st- and, and I think also, and, I, and, and, and correct me if I'm speaking out of term, also believes that here in 2021, there's still a way to keep it alive. Um, I believe as a fan, I, I still believe in the magic. This is what I fell in love with when it comes to the world of pro wrestling. Uh, Ed, Ed Robinson and I were talking last night because we we're talking about the topic today and what we wanted to do on the show. And this is something that I really wanted to talk about today coming off the heels of the podcast. And I was bringing up examples. and. Bully, when I talk about the world of pro wrestling, I always go back and compare it to the world of sports. You know, certain matches having a Super Bowl feel, uh, certain storylines, almost like the, uh, the run of a championship team. Ed Robinson, as he's comparing wrestling, is always comparing it to movies. And like the example last night, the Star Wars. Like, I think there is the disconnect. Now, Ed Robinson's about 10 years younger than I am. But when you look at it, like, I became a fan of pro wrestling in the early 80s. A lot of people like Ed Robinson, going back to the Ultimate Warrior bio, which we're really going to get into tomorrow, like a lot, like the Sam Roberts of the world, the Peter Rosenbergs of the world, they fell in love with pro wrestling in the late 80s. Like, I can't tell you the difference of pro wrestling and how much it changed from 81, 82, and 83 when I started watching it to 87, 88, and 89 where a lot of fans like Ed and Sam and Peter started watching it. Like, that, those four or five years made a world of difference in the world of pro wrestling. And I really think, like, you talk to a lot of old school fans like myself, they still look at pro wrestling with a sporting feel, competitive feel to it, where a lot of newer fans look at it as a movie and a TV show, Bully. And, and thus, I believe the entire industry has become watered down. Even if you're watching a, a good movie uh, with the good guys and the bad guys, you don't sit there and say, ah, this is not real, this is just a movie. No, it, 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 you know, it sucks you in. I don't think fans are sucked in anymore. Very few wrestlers can suck fans in anymore. Very few wrestlers can actually work a wrestling fan anymore because so much has been exposed. 
immediately fans now they always scream at the top of the lungs this is a work this is a work we have some bottom feeders on social media who no matter what we do on this show for entertainment purposes will go on social media and go oh i can't believe people are buying into us this is such a work oh you're so smart that you know the word work instead of trying to find the work why don't you allow yourself to be entertained by what's going on on the show that's what it's here for i mean for christmas sake we are a sports entertainment slash pro wrestling show that analyzes pro wrestling we analyze a predetermined art form um sporting event what a contest whatever you want to call it and 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 people you know people like to comment oh oh, that was a work Uh, okay whatever you're so smart i don't think anybody should be that smart it's kind of like magic you really shouldn't be that smart to the trick then why go see it one of the uh here's an example of and I don't, I don't believe that it's breaking kayfabe once something is done and you kind of talk about it. I believe kayfabe is broken while you're in the middle of doing something and then ruining it. The concussion. I had to retire because of a concussion, correct? Yes. <laughs> you're shaking your head yes, but we all know no. Well, but, I mean, yeah, but, that's what... but I bought in because I didn't know. And I, you're, but... one of the, you're one of my close... Go ahead. And not to interrupt, Bully, but I'll take it a step further. Not only did I not know, the bosses at SiriusXM didn't know. So I'm getting called into executive offices about what are we doing? Is Bully out? Is he coming back? what, What do I know? Can I shed a light on what's going on? And I'm explaining to them that I have no idea. As far as I know, Bully has a concussion and he's out. And I'm like, does he really? People are, does he really have a concussion? Tell us. What you know, like this is this is going on in the hallways and offices at SiriusXM. Like, if you're gonna do it, you do it right. If you're gonna work, you work everybody. You suck everybody in. Andy Kaufman, one hundred and one, expose nothing until it's time to you know to expose it. And a guy like Kaufman wouldn't even do it. That is the protection of the business. I had uh, uh, one of the Briscoes cracked me in the head with a table, and I started a storyline right there about I me having to retire because my concussion was so bad. And everybody is so up in arms about CTE and all this st- stuff. It's going to be believable because it's a hot button. It's a hot topic within wrestling. Yeah, Dave. No, and this is what I don't understand. And and now we're getting into layers of this conversation. All right, CTE. We know concussions are an issue and a problem in the world of sports, right? So because that's an issue and a real problem, pro wrestling can't touch it. We can't have a storyline about I mean, now we're it's almost like because there is realism to it, pro wrestling has to stay away. For, it's almost now we've gone completely in another direction now where it used to be we wanted to make this as real as possible now it's almost like if there's any realism at all it's like forbidden 
Like, now we've completely changed the whole scope of what pro wrestling and the foundation of pro wrestling was was put on about. It, it's, it, it boggles my mind. I'm a one percenter in this industry. If it's real, I'm all into it. If it's real, it's really for me. That's why that whole concussion angle. And today you wanted to talk about this whole kayfabe thing and you wanted to talk about the podcast. So I'll share some stories with you. But I I went as far to work everybody in that Ring of Honor locker room. I went as far to work everybody on this show. I went as far to work the executives at Sirius XM because you want to suck people in that far. You want them to believe. What word is in the middle of believe? Lie. You want them to buy into your lie. You want them to believe your lie. At the end of the day, pro wrestlers and magicians are professional liars. We can make you believe anything we want. And that's how we earn our money, by entertaining you through lying to you. But now so many people are jaded because it's like, well, we know how the trick is done, or we know guy A doesn't really hate guy B. So it's become a lot more difficult to work the audience, or so some people think. There are, like I said, I I don't even know if it's a handful, Dave. You might be able to count the true magicians in this industry that are left on one hand who can truly work an audience into having them scratch their head and go wait a minute i'm not quite sure if what i'm seeing is quote unquote real or not does this guy really hate the other guy is there some kind of underlying animosity more of that needs to be going on i believe this industry has been given away entirely too much I would love to see this industry reverse direction and not necessarily just go back to the way it was before the curtain call. That's never going to happen. I'm talking about guys and gals being more protective of their characters and their storylines. MJF on social media today talked about all of the hatred that is going on towards Jews on the streets right now right now in the world you know with israel and hamas in a very real you know war fight scuffle and you know jewish people getting beat up on the streets this is as real as real gets mjf goes on social media this morning goes with all this hatred and attacking of a jew just want to let you know let you know i'm a jew come at me wow that's as real as real gets Yep. I love it. I love it. And that's that's the way I, I'd like to see pro wrestling. There are so many things. There's so many real stories in wrestling. There's so many real animosities. There are enough guys and gals out there that have legit problems with one another. Well, let's find out what these problems are. Let's find out what these animosities are. And let's create a fresh crop of storylines. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Seriously.
SiriusXM Fight Nation is your home for the hardest-hitting combat sports talk you'll find in the world. Whether it's pro wrestling, MMA, or boxing, join the conversation with us at 877-FIGHT-93 anytime from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern as we react to the hottest storylines, most intriguing matchups, and more. Oh, my God! Your home for the best all-day combat sports talk anywhere is SiriusXM Fight Nation, Channel 156. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I do not need to see The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar sitting next to each other having dinner. I don't need to see Brock asking Undertaker to pass the salt. It's a little too much. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, um, you know, the, 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 the details of that was, well, the prince or of Saudi Arabia wanted all the wrestlers to have dinner together, and there was a certain seating arrangement, yada, yada. Okay, fine. But that video never had to be, take, you know, be taken place. It should have never leaked out. Or those guys that have sat on opposite ends of the table. I'm sorry. In certain instances, you do whatever you have to do to protect the industry. And I could hear people going, well, the industry has been given away. Yes, just because it's been given away doesn't mean I can't continue to protect it. 
it's it's tough for me to swallow, Bully. Um, what bothers you more? The fact that The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar were sitting next to each other eating dinner? Or fans saying, well, what's the big deal? I mean, it's predetermined. We all know the deal. I don't, I don't get it. Why is Bully getting so upset of, over something that's so insignificant? The, p- too many people allow this stuff to be insignificant. The entire industry was built around a secrecy. That secrecy no longer exists. It makes this industry more difficult to be at its, at its core what it is supposed to be a form of entertainment based on us making you believe it is real. Now, we know that the physicality in the ring is 100% real. Nobody could ever say that wrestling is quote-unquote fake. Wrestling might be a predetermined outcome form of entertainment, but it's not fake. So... We know the outcome is predetermined, but we can make you believe that everything else is legitimate. And that's why I go back to the realism of storylines and not this corny dog shit that we see a lot on our television. There are enough guys and gals out there in this industry, Dave, that really don't like each other. Listen, I'll put my hair. I'll put myself out there. If there's, if there's a wrestler who didn't like me, and I'm sure there's a fuck ton of them, and they were to come to me and go, hey, Bully, remember that time uh, uh, this happened between me and you? And uh, we, 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 you know, we had words or there was animosity. I'd be like, yeah, let's turn it into a storyline. My whole, me and Randy Orton did not see eye to eye for a long time because of an unfortunate mistake that happened years and years ago in which we both got hurt really bad. The minute me and Randy Orton saw each other back in the locker room in 2015, we immediately shook hands, apologized to each other, hugged, had lunch together. My point is I could take that tiny little instance that happened 20 years ago. I can bring it to the forefront. I can rehash it and make you believe that that incident still resonated with the both of us and that there was real animosity. Bully, let's take something that you just said as small and make it much larger. Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Matt Hardy and Edge. I mean, that's as real as real could get. So when I was watching Matt Hardy and Edge in the ring, I was like, man, what's going to happen here? What way is this going to go? When I saw Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle in the ring, I was like, What's going to happen here? How could this go? Because I know as a man who's been married and divorced, you know, like how emotions could run high. And now you're talking about a physical confrontation in a ring and you're, and you're leaving your well-being in that person's hands after a real life situation with a girlfriend or a wife. That's as real as real could get bully. It's one of the examples that we use here all the time. Were you able to sit back and watch that and know it was all a work? No. 
because it was so real. Oh, this and, was and not but, a, uh, bully. I'm, I don't mean to interrupt, but that word, that word right there, work. You will never. Have you ever heard me say that word on this on this show ever? If that's you a did, word. It was just in a joking way or whatever, yeah. but not in a serious way. Or that's a shoot. Or that's a shoot. I who the fuck am I to say what's a work and what's a shoot? I'm not in the locker room. I'm I'm not in the I'm not calling it a dressing room, assholes. A locker room. I'm not in a locker room where I can say those words and use that terminology. Why do people feel so free that they could say words that's not meant for you to say? Just because you're a wrestling fan doesn't give you the right to use and say the same type of terminology that people that go in the ring and put their bodies on the line get to use. I mean, too com- I, it's too, there, there's too comfortable, entirely too comfortable. And this is how individual wrestlers protect themselves. When these wrestling fans that might be too comfortable get too close and too comfortable with certain wrestlers, that's when they get their head bitten off. Like, don't come to me and use this type of vocabulary or, you know, try to be in the know because you're not in the know. Until you take a bump, you're not in the know. Until you've been trained in this industry, you're not in the know. You will never be respected by uh, by wrestlers because you sound like you're in the know. You know what that wrestler will do all day long? They'll take your $20 for the 8x10 in the picture. And they'll shake and nod. That's what most of them will do. You come up to me with $20 in your hand or $50 in your hand and you, you go to get, get it, take an, a, a picture with me or an 8x10 and, you, and they say, hey, bully, I really like the way you worked the crowd the other night. I tell you to keep your money and go home. Um, the, 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 you have to, the, more wrestlers, and this is especially too for a younger generation of wrestler. I wish, I'm not telling them what they have to do because... I came up in a company that despised people telling us what we had to do. So I'm not telling younger wrestlers what they have to do. I'm telling them what they should do. Protect yourself and this art form and this industry at all costs. You know how they say everybody's vote counts, Dave? Yeah. Everybody protecting this industry counts. I want, like I said, I want to start my own federation. It's just called Real Ass Pro Wrestling. And or Real, you know as, Real as F Pro Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but, Bully, and, and correct me if I, listen, I do a lot of interviews on podcasts. I started out doing, believe it or not, internet radio, okay? Like, I know where it is to start from scratch and build your name and build your show to hopefully one day have it like I've been lucky enough to have and have this show on Sirius XM. But you cannot call yourself a professional broadcaster until your career is being a professional broadcaster. Just because you have a microphone and you have a laptop, that does not make you a professional broadcaster. That's a great way to start, and I will support you, and there will be fans that support you. But you're not a professional broadcaster until that's your career, you're getting paid for it, and you make your living doing it. I would have to think that's the same way being a professional wrestler. 
professional wrestler. Until that's your career and that's what you're getting paid to do, you're not a professional wrestler. Go ahead, Bowie. Let me chime in. Let me chime in for a quick second here. You've been a wrestling fan your entire life, correct? Yes. You do have a certain level of respect for this industry, correct? Yes. Gabby, you've only been a wrestling fan now for three or four years, right? Yeah, three years now. Okay, but in that three years, you've developed a respect for the wrestling industry, correct? A thousand percent, yes. After you took your very first bump, this goes for the both of you. After you took your very first bump in my ring, how much more respect did you have for this industry in that one moment? Ten ten times more respect. Like, so much more than I could have imagined. Because now I'm seeing, you know, what I'm watching as a fan, and I'm like, oh, they're doing this and that. And it's simple to just watch and see and be like, oh, it's just motion. It is what it is. And we did one simple move, and I couldn't even get it down quickly. And I was in pain, and it hurt, and it was so hard to do. And I was like, wow, these people do that like it's nothing. So the respect I had was, if it was a 100, it was at 1,000 by that point for me. Dave? I, I, I got to be honest with you. I always had that respect. I always knew that that was something I could never do. Obviously, trying to do it, I couldn't. But I wanted to just, just try it. But I already had that knowledge and respect that you had to be a top-tier athlete to be able to do what you do. So I'm not going to be like Abby and say that it went from 100 to 1,000. But obviously, you know, but obviously I that, that my respect grew a little bit. But I always knew that you had to be... I always looked at pro wrestlers as being some of the greatest athletes out there. So, uh, and we and I've seen a ton of athletes, whether that's from basketball, football, MMA, try to do this, and they'll tell you it's the hardest thing they've ever done. Ask Kurt Angle; he'll tell you, and he was an Olympic gold medalist. Carl Malone. Ask Carl Malone, like you know, was yeah. But you know what? That's a, he's a ba- he's a basketball player. He's he's a basketball player. I I, I just gave you like an example, like uh, Kurt Angle. Olympic gold medalist, Ronda Rousey, um, Ken Shamrock. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's made it very clear that being a pro wrestler is much more harder and takes much more of a toll on your body than being in a cage and fighting MMA. Professional wrestling is the hardest thing in the world to do athletically. Remember, if you're an MMA fighter, what's your job? Go in the cage, try to beat the other guy up, try not to get beat up, and try to win. You don't really have to entertain the crowd, although that entertainment aspect has come into MMA over the past, I don't know, five or some odd years because they tap into the world of pro wrestling because MMA know that's pro wrestling works, and you still have all these MMA people out there who shit on pro wrestling. If it wasn't for pro wrestling and Brock Lesnar, you know, uh, flipping people off. That that little spark caused a lot. Now look at all the people who have like the Conor McGregor's of the world and all these, all the, the Colby kid, all these guys with, with, with a little bit of that pro wrestler in them. The Ronda Rousey's. In wrestling, not only do you have to perform at a high athletic level, you have to protect your body, protect the other guy's body, and oh, by the way, entertain the balls off of 20,000 people while you're doing it. Very, very difficult. So when you hear 
fans throwing around terminology or acting like they're in the know. You don't have a clue just because you read a dirt sheet. Just because you went online and looked at a glossary of terms or just because you know the history of pro wrestling or I've been a wrestling fan since I was five, that does, you don't know. You don't get it. You'd never, you'll never know unless you were involved. And wrestlers really don't respect fans like that. They'll lie to you up and down. Most, oh, yeah, you know, I love those fans. No, they don't. They don't respect you. I have a certain relationship with my fan base, a very real relationship based on a respect. I know my fan base who respects what I do. I can tell in an instant who a real fan is and who a, you know, fan who just wants to come off as smart or in the know. And I I don't respect fans like that. And and ninety nine point nine percent of wrestlers out there don't either. And and bully, it's like you you told about this the certain amount of fans that listen to this show that go on social media and say, "Oh, Lagreca and Thunder Rosa, that's a that's a work. Come on, it's a, why why do you feel the need that you have to go to social media and say those words? Like I I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like because why? they want to be so because they want to come off as so smart. Wrestling fans want to be like, well, you can't work me. I'm so smart. I took the smartest wrestling fans in the world in Ring of Honor, twenty five hundred of them in Chicago, and I made grown men cry because they thought I was really gonna retire. How smart are you? How come nobody knew Enzo and Kaz were coming in the doors at the Garden? How smart are you? If you let yourself, if you let yourself Dave, be a fan, Dave, 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 you know, you know why a lot of these wrestling fans get pissed off when they get worked? Why? Because they feel like they can't get worked. Because I read a sheet, and if the sheet didn't say it, it was never going to happen in the first place. When I get worked. I have a huge smile on my face. I want to be worked. I want to scratch my head. Here, I'm going to tell you something that just happened the other day. I hope he doesn't get mad at me for this. I texted Jericho. And I said, is your arm okay? Are you really hurt? You know what he said to me? What? He didn't say anything. He never answered me. And I love it. I love that my friend didn't answer me when I asked about an injury. Ask Tommy if he ever knew when I was showing up in the WWE. I don't even, you just don't say anything. And and it's not like I have an animosity towards Jericho for not answering. It's not like I'm going, hey, brother, what's the problem? You can't answer my question. I'm happy he doesn't answer my question. Don't work the boys, brother. I love hearing that shit getting tossed on. I love too. working the boys. Work the boys all you can. All right, because we the take boys have the biggest mouth sometimes. <laughs> Telephone, <laughs> telegraph, tele-wrestler. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.
Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.